0: Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely blessed day today. And I've been doing some research this morning, and the more I keep digging, the more I keep finding that the level of propaganda related to the COVID injection device, or otherwise known as the COVID vaccine, is what people have been calling it, has reached no limits they are willing to do anything and everything they can to try to push their rhetoric out there i saw an article this morning from fox news and it said a man dies shortly after receiving the covid vaccination at the javis center in manhattan they said on-site security and first responders were by his side within seconds But sadly, the man passed away a short time later the hospital. The incident occurred approximately 25 minutes after he was vaccinated, following the required 15-minute observation period. They added, though, the initial indications. The man did not have an allergic reaction to the vaccine, and the vaccine was not the cause of his death. New York State public health experts say the vaccine is completely safe, and they encourage everyone to get it. This is happening all over the country in an unprecedented manner and as i've said repeatedly and i've been told by numerous physicians and nurses the observation period is a mandatory 15 to 20 minutes max so anything that happens outside of that 15 to 20 minutes null and void does not retain does not matter does not even relate to the injection And this is the giant issue we have started to see now all across the country. The Irish Sentinel just reported that Dr. Kishava Sharma, a respiratory consultant who practiced in Wexford Hospital in Ireland, received the experimental COVID RNA injection on January 5th, and following Sunday, January 10th, he was found dead in his home. He turned 39 years old, and his death was described as sudden at the funeral and other places. Now, of course, it didn't take long for the local news media to to run a fact check to debunk the claims. And they said that the number of posts that they have seen about him dying and receiving the COVID vaccine insinuate the two events were linked. Although he did receive the first dose of the vaccine, the death was completely unrelated, and there have been so far no reports of any deaths where a COVID vaccine is believed to have been a contributory factor either in Ireland or anywhere in the European Union. I'm not kidding you. This is the propaganda they're putting out every single day right now blatantly lying to the public. Now, you can't be surprised. Nobody can be surprised. I mean, we saw what they did from every aspect, from the election, from what they've done for years, as far as with the, the Trump lies and the Russian collusion and all the nonsense. They are are incredibly effective lying agents. This is what these people do. They are professionals at twisting the truth. They are professionals at changing the entire construct of how you perceive things. And this is why I encourage everybody, continue to do your own research, please. And I mean that sincerely. You don't just have to listen to me. Don't listen to the dead. Don't listen to anybody. Do your own research. Now, there's a lot of stuff we bring up, and Dad and I constantly bring articles up, and we make sure we vet everything that's going on, and we'll tell you, hey, this is my opinion on this, or hey, this is what's going on. But I encourage everybody, Do your own research. Do not just blindly follow the lead on what they're trying to push and promote. Because as you can pretty much see now, there is definitely some serious things that are happening. Just like I told you guys, remember, in Virginia, uh, I think yesterday or Friday, the 58-year-old grandma basically died and she went into flash pulmonary edema literally within 20 minutes after getting the injection, the RNA injection. Of course, that was completely unrelated, they said. It had nothing to do with that at all. She was in bad health, and that's what caused it. And I guess all the doctors around the world now that have been going out and risking their credentials and risking their entire livelihood saying, do not get this injection. I guess they're all wild, too, and they don't know where in the world they're coming up with this stuff. (laughs) But again... This is what we see going on right now. And at the very same time, as we hear that the pandemic is something everybody's supposed to be terrified of, even though there, there really is no pandemic, even by definition standpoint, we now see that basically Biden has now pretty much released all the migrants into the country without COVID testing. They said, we found out that Joe Biden administration is leaving thousands of foreign nationals living here illegally into neighborhoods without testing them for COVID. But yet every single American has to get tested and injected before they can even fly. Heck, you can't even ride on a bus, tr- train, taxi, Uber, anything without wearing a mask. Cause it's, you know, something you have to do for the betterment of everybody. So again, my friends, continue to wake your friends up. Continue to get this information out there. This is not going to stop anytime soon until until America starts to wake up and says absolutely not. That's one thing that I was actually very happy that I saw Tom Brady do as far as when he came out and refused to wear a mask. Refused to wear a mask going into the Super Bowl. Refused to wear a mask going out of the Super Bowl. Refused to wear a mask anywhere. Said, "No, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm Tom Brady. You going to tell me I can't play in the Super Bowl because I'm not wearing a mask?" And a lot, of, and I mean, they they eviscerated him in the media. I mean, they they called everything in the book because of what happened. And what's funny, I saw this one super liberal leftist on Twitter. She posted a comment. She said. Tom Brady could have used his platform to wear a mask and be a role model for responsible behavior, but no, he had to be a mask hole. And then somebody responded to him. They said he did use his platform. You didn't like the message. You just need to get over it. And this is what everybody needs to realize. Use your platform, stand your ground, and make a message. I told you the other day, I went in Lakeland, which Lakeland, there's no mask mandate. There's no anything in Lakeland as far as with masks. And I go in the rooms to go to look at a couch for my house. And I go in there. Manager immediately comes up when I'm sitting down on the couch. you have to wear a mask? So said, no, I'm not wearing a mask. A, we're in Lakeland, B, we're in Florida, C, we're in America. Leave me alone. I have a medical exemption on top of that. He goes, you have to wear a mask. You can't be in here. You're telling me you don't want money. You do not want my business. You have to wear a mask. You have to leave. I will leave right now. And the thing is, my friends, is Americans have to start waking up to what's happening. Remember I told you before, what we're seeing here is full-blown grade-A bullying, bullying at its finest example. We see what they've done to the gym up in New Hampshire. We've seen what they've done out in California. We've seen what they've done to the restaurants in New York. Bullying at its finest example, the only way you stop a bully is to say, no, not going to deal with this right now. I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to consent. I'm not going to go along with your crap anymore. And the more Americans start waking up and doing that, the faster we can take this country back. But until everybody keeps running around, wearing masks, scared to go outside, getting this RNA injection, which we don't know what's going to do. I saw another article from a doctor. She went into detail from Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, and she said that the hyperimmune response that we're going to see, that they saw in test animals from previous attempts at coronavirus, is going to be unbelievably unprecedented. And she basically said in the next three to six months, she thinks we're going to start seeing a massive, massive increase in all types of health problems, and there's going to be millions of people that are going to be coming sick again just like they've been talking about, and it will be blamed on the new strain of COVID, making an argument for an even more deadly vaccine that has to be rolled out immediately. Remember how Biden came out? What was it, a couple of weeks ago? And he said, well, I, I'm not going to be able to do this overnight. You know, we have to get ready because COVID is going to be here until the fall now. Doesn't that sound oddly familiar, what we heard last year? Everything's going to be open at Easter. You got to shut down your churches, but we'll be open at Easter. It didn't open Easter. Continue to go on and on and on and on and on. The goalpost continues to get moved. When is the populace going to wake up and say, No more, I'm not consenting. We're no longer going to go along with this scam. It is not the government's responsibility To protect me. It is the government's responsibility to maintain and protect my God given rights and my constitutional rights. That is the government's job, and it has been nothing more, nothing less. That has been their job from the very beginning of the inception of this country, and about time Americans start standing up and realizing that's how we have to make the go back to dead.
1: Well, you're exactly right. And, you know, and I, again, I commend Tom Brady for standing on international, international TV and, and not wearing a mask. And now he's, like you said, is being eviscerated by all kinds of people all over the world because he's not social distancing. He's not wearing a mask. You know, it's also interesting to me is one of the glaziers, you know, accepted the trophy for the Super Bowl. And this guy is a pretty much a hardcore Zionist, I guess. As you could say, and he's the owner of the Tampa Bay Bucks, his family is, and he wasn't wearing a mask. And did you notice that nobody said a word about that that I saw anywhere? Any place? Ever? Yeah, just thought I'd mention that. Nobody's saying anything. Like, oh, we can't talk about that. Okay, there you go. So that's just is what it is. But you know, here's the thing. Yesterday I was listening to a alternative news broadcaster, and you know I don't like to name names. I really don't. I don't. But, you know, I've got to come out and I've got to say this. Alex Jones did like an emergency broadcast yesterday in which he said the end of the United States, dollar, the end of the United States is imminent. It's going to happen within 12 months. I completely disagree with him. I'm just going to let you guys know that. I completely and totally disagree with him. He's also the one who puts Steve Pchenik on all the time, who's made all these projections, which simply have not happened. And then he put Steve back on again a week ago or so after all the projections did not happen and, and basically tried to justify all the stuff that was going on. Now, enough of that. But let me just say this to you guys. You know, whenever you have an alternative media program, it doesn't matter if it's Alex or anybody and they're giving you specific dates as to when things are going to happen or they're saying to you, you know, we've got to have an uprising or we don't need to have an uprising. If I say to you, from a subconscious standpoint, it's, it's in psychology, it's called the setup. If I say to you, I don't want you to look at this picture, and I put a picture at the desk, you know, turn it upside down, the vast majority of the people are going to flip the picture over and look at it. Now, why did that happen? Because I said, I don't want you to look at the picture, but what is your subconscious mind here? Look at the picture. So you flip it over, you look at the picture. When you say to people, You know, I don't want to have a revolution. What are you saying? I want to have a revolution. When you say to people, I don't want to have an uprising, what are you saying? I want an uprising. When you say, I don't want people to bear arms against the United States of America, what are you saying? Bear arms against the United States of America. If you don't want to set somebody up on a negative standpoint, you say, we need to all walk in peace and walk in love. Don't mention the guns or the arms. I'm giving you some psychology stuff this morning. And, and, you know, here's the thing. When you say stuff to people who are already bitter and angry and they've lost their focus on Jesus and they put their focus on Trump and Trump's been taken down as their idol. Did I say idol? Did I really mean idol? Yeah, I really did mean idol. He's not our God and he's not our savior. He's not our Messiah. He's not our good shepherd. He's a deeply flawed individual who was put there to manipulate groupthink, to make nationalism a really bad name. Look what they're doing to him now with this bogus sham of an impeachment trial he's not even in office anymore. It's completely unconstitutional, and it's never going to go through the Senate anyhow. So more garbage we've got to listen to in the mainstream media about how bad Donald Trump and nationalism and white people are. So I don't believe for one second that the United States is going to cease to exist in 12 months or the dollar is going to collapse within 12 months. I don't believe any of that stuff. Okay, I don't. Okay, A lot of this stuff is being used to trigger people, regardless of who's saying it, because there's a bunch of alt-media people saying this, to try to trigger people to create a situation in which we are going to be basically stripped of our Second Amendment rights and that people are going to come to your home and take your stuff. In addition to that... You know, now they're saying that there are people out there that are saying that they want everybody in the Capitol protest to be in jail for 20 years for insurrection, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's nonsense. It's not going to happen. Again, it's all fear porn. It's to get people scared, to try to get people to go in and do things. Now, am I saying that we should all sit around and do nothing? Absolutely not. We shouldn't. We should be doing something. We should be talking to our friends, giving them links to this show and other reliable shows that, you know, aren't basically syndicated through Sinclair Broadcasting, which is a huge zionist organization and the other thing you always have to ask yourself too whenever you have an organization or a show that basically is telling you all of this stuff but they're not talking about jesus and they're not talking about being born again and they're not talking about the greater israel project or they're not talking about the greatest the greater zionist project and those, those words never come out of their mouth you got to ask yourself a question or the word kabbalah doesn't come out of their mouth or all of the stuff that we've taught you on this show. Where's the balance to the broadcast? I'm asking you guys, where is the balance to the broadcast when we know that the Balfour Declaration was by Lord Rothschild that basically brought United States into World War I because Germany had already won World War I. There were no troops in Germany. The English, the British, The French were already defeated. They needed to have a fresh influx of troops that would be the United States in order to defeat Germany and defeat the Kaiser. And Balfour said, if you know, you bring the United States into the war to the Rothschilds, we will basically at that point, you know, give you Palestine. This is how it all shook out. You know, you guys have posted these articles on the website. This is where we are. But when people don't talk about this stuff and they don't talk about any of this, I told you a couple years ago, I had a pastor that I no longer associate with, and he wrote a book. And His first book was pretty good. And I promoted it on the show. Second book, none of this was brought up. None of it. None of it. And I told him, I said, dude. And then about halfway through the book, he stopped talking about the Rothschild-Rockefeller interface and just made everything about the Rockefellers. And all of a sudden, it was the Rockefellers that were doing the New World Order. The Rockefellers were doing this stuff. And it was never mentioned again with the Rothschilds. We've got to look at everything from a false perspective. I talked to Sharon this morning in our prayer time, and I said, look, this battle is not against flesh and blood. Look at this halftime ceremony. I posted a link that just slows it down to show the subliminals flashing in the messaging on our website. They had the fallen angel coming down from heaven. They had the bottomless pit opening up and smoke coming out of the bottomless pit. This was all subliminal Satanism again from the halftime ceremony. I've posted this this like a one-minute video on the website. You can look at it. This is where the battle is. The battle is against the Kabbalists who worship a snake in a tree called Einsoff. Can't make this stuff up. And we need to understand that these guys, the satanic death sex cult, using Jeffrey Epstein and other people, rule the planet. So Don't allow yourself to be onset by fear. You've got to look at the source of who's saying what and what they're saying and what the motive is. You've got to think through it. Don't let them set you up as a patriot. Don't let them say to you, we're about to go to civil war. But they don't say that. They said, I don't want you to go to civil war. They're telling you, go to civil war. That's what they're doing subconsciously. They're messing with your brain. They're messing with you. Don't let them do that. If they're not talking about the third temple, if they're not talking about the antichrist, if they're not talking about the Balfour declaration and Zionism, you got to ask yourself a question. Why? What is the underlying goal here? And why are they talking about, I don't want you to go to civil war. I don't want you to bear arms. You know, you know, I don't want you to do false flags. What the heck? Let's not. You know, we know we're going to have false flags. We saw what happened with Parkland. We saw what happened with Vegas. We saw what happened at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. We know they do these things, and they're involved in these things. And we know they're going to set us up, and they're going to blame the Patriots on the false flags. We got that. But, guys, walk in love as long as you possibly can. Walk in peace as long as you possibly can. Because I'm going to tell you this. If we burn it down, okay. if they do that, if they destroy the republic and they burn it down, it will be they, it won't be us, they're going to rebuild what they want on the ash heap. And it's going to be a new world order. It's going to be a new world order under communism, under a one world religion and a one world currency. That's their goal. Don't let them mess with you. Don't let them set you up. Walk in peace. Call your legislators. Pitch a fit. Call that stupid Marco Rubio bubble boy and all the junk he's trying to push through now, you know, with taking people that even have been investigated for domestic terrorism, taking their weapons away without any due process. That's what you get with red flag gun laws. Austin covered it yesterday. What a mess. And Austin said something else yesterday, and this is a very good thing that I want to talk to you guys about. Again, for just a couple minutes, he talked about we're trust fund babies here in the United States. And he's absolutely right. Listen to yesterday's show. Austin was absolutely excellent on the show yesterday about this. Here's the thing. All of the veterans who fought for the United States from World War II are pretty much dead. The people who fought against fascism and the Nazis. And all of the things that happened with Pearl Harbor, the ones who fought for the very survival of the United States of America are dead. A couple of them left. Really old. All right? It's like a couple of years ago, I went to the Washington rally, and, and Antifa was there. And Antifa was basically rallying against the neo-Nazis, the people that were there who were basically Nazis. And I'm their videotape, and I'm there with Sharon videotape and everything. And finally, they said, Then I was talking to somebody, they started yelling, the Nazis are here, the Nazis are here. And I'm like, are they in wheelchairs? And they said, what do you mean wheelchairs? I said, they gotta be 90 years old. Oh, no, no, they're not, they're not those Nazis. (laughs) Oh, they're not those Nazis. I said, which Nazis are they? You know, Hitler's been dead a long time. And they said, oh, they're the neo Nazis. Oh, they're the new Nazis. And so then, so I, I watched them that night. You couldn't get near the, the Nazi rallies, neo-Nazis, because they were blocked off by the Capitol Police. There were like 5,000, 6,000 people at this protest. So I listened to them that day on TV. They broadcast the entire neo-Nazi rally. So here's the neo-Nazi talking. He's got no tattoos. got a real nicely knit haircut. Looks like a Baptist preacher actually. He had a three-piece suit on. Starts talking about the importance of property. Control on our borders, control of what we're doing as far as not allowing immigrants to come into the country unless they go through proper immigration policies. And I'm telling myself, all right, so these are the weird guys and while I'm watching Antifa walk down the street with black helmets on, black face masks, goggles, carrying lead pipes, slamming them in their hands with gloves and stormtrooper boots. And I, when I saw the Antifa walking, I said, are those the neo Nazis? And they said, no, no, that's the Antifa. I'm like, Oh, are the neo Nazis? The neo Nazis are the one in the three-piece business suits with the proper attire, with you know, really looking like clean-cut Baptist preachers. They say, well, yeah, those are the neo Nazis. And I said, well, and so the Antifa is the ones walking down the street, marching in lockstep, with stormtrooper boots, wearing masks and goggles and helmets, carrying lead pipes. Yeah, those are the those are the good guys. (laughs) I just started laughing. I thought, how could you be so twisted? You think these guys are the good guys? Guys, in Vietnam, in the Korean War, you know, we we lost the Korean War. We walked away from it. We lost the Vietnam War, which is all about slinging dope out of Southeast Asia. You know, we lost all these wars. I mean, we've lost the war in Afghanistan, except for the, you know, the fact that we have to keep troops there because we've basically subdued the people to make sure we ran the poppy out of there. You know, this, this, the whole thing with Iraq's been a disaster. You know, Syria. You know, Biden sending in more and more troops now to increase the occupation of Syria. I mean. Where are the battles that our troops have fought to ensure the sovereignty of the United States? Yeah, they're kind of gone, aren't they? It's all kind of in the Middle East, isn't it? Yeah, how about that? Or in Southeast Asia about the drug trade or in Afghanistan about the drug trade. And our troops get over there. They stay there for a while. And you know Austin will discuss this. And they get frustrated because they're like, why are we here? We're just here killing people and guarding poppies. What the heck? What's this all about? What's this involved? Where's the underlying goal to free the United States from the tyrannies of Adolf Hitler or communism or some horrible group of people trying to take over the United States? Where, where's that for all of the troops with our, you know, thousand lily pad bases for our United States military all around the world? Where, 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 where's that? What are we doing? Again, we've been controlled by the narco mafia that slings dope all over the planet at 1.5 trillion dollars who basically run the money through the international bank so that's where we are that's how we find ourselves so we need a galvanization of our military to realize that hey this is not going to work i mean now the special forces or the enlisted leaders are telling soldiers not to wear or post extreme images what does that even mean does that mean that we can't talk about what's really going on does that is that what that means? So we really can't talk about the sterilization program that's in full swing and the eugenics program that's in full swing from this, this information delivery vice, this, this RNA injection. We won't call it a vaccine. We won't call it that. We can't talk about that. But we want to talk about how the United States is coming to an end within 12 months to try to force the patriots to do something really stupid. Yeah. What do you think, Austin?
0: Oh, you're you're spot on. And this has, you know, been a lot of the complaints that I've heard from a lot of my friends and people I know and I've encountered that have, you know, deployed over to the Middle East is that, you know, a lot of times they come back and they're like, you know, what what were we doing over there? Why were we doing this? You know, we essentially were the insurgents in most cases in a lot of these countries. You know, we're told we're fighting terrorists. And he goes, a lot of times, you know. One of the guys I talked to goes, dude, a lot of times we're just fighting random dudes with AKs because they're mad we're there. That's what we're doing all the time. And so, you know, and that's what I talked about yesterday when it came down to the trust fund mentality that the United States is allowed to, you know, corrupt our brains. We, we have. We, we've gotten so basic on the aspect of We're willing – and not all of us, obviously, not our listeners, not us, but a lot of Americans in general have been so willing to just hand over their freedoms and hand over their rights just for the simple idea of a little bit more protection. And it's the same thing I said yesterday. It wasn't that the original founding fathers during the Revolutionary War were less afraid to die than any of us. It was that they knew what happened when you dealt with full-blown tyranny, and you did not have a Bill of Rights, and you had just unwarranted seizures of anything. Look what we have going on with the red flag gun laws all the time now. Like Dad said, dude, the red flag gun laws have gotten out of control all across the country, yet you hardly ever hear anything about them. The good thing is now, apparently, we have a case that's actually gone to the Supreme Court to decide whether or not law enforcement has the right under the Fourth Amendment to enter your house and take your legally owned firearm without essentially a warrant because they have a red flag gun law signature off a judge. And the high court has announced it will hear the case of Canigal versus Storm. This case centers around a 68-year-old Edward Canigal of Cranston, Rhode Island, who asserts that law enforcement illegally seized his firearms after a wellness investigation initiated by his wife. These are the type of actions made possible by red flag gun laws. And so what happened was him and his wife had an argument during which he dramatically placed an unloaded handgun on the table telling his wife to shoot me now and get me over it or shut up. (laughs) Whatever. I'm not going to get involved in that conversation. But so in the end, his wife spent the night at a hotel. She got so mad she left. Next morning, she couldn't get a hold of her husband. So she called a wellness check in with law enforcement, fearing that, you know, her husband did something stupid. Well, after law enforcement talked to her, they were convinced that they basically needed to take him to the psychiatric evaluation and promised that his firearms would not be confiscated or moved from his house. There so you he go. Went and had a psychiatric evaluation. Nurse, social worker, all discharged him same day. No psychiatric distress whatsoever. During his examination, however, law enforcement went to his house without a warrant and stole two of his firearms then they have now fled suit basically claiming that the warrantless search and seizure of firearms by police violated his 4th amendment and right. so what people don't realize about this whole red flag gun law thing that's now, like I said, it's going to the Supreme Court. We're going to see this where this goes. I really hope the Supreme Court actually stands up for something because they have been done crap last year. I mean, they've been an abysmal failure considering they're all conservatives. It's been a joke with the Supreme Court. And what we're seeing now all across the country Is I warned about this when it came about, is that it's being used as a pretext to constantly take away more and more and more firearms from law-abiding citizens. And the more they push the domestic terrorist loophole, and now, like Dad said, I talked about yesterday as well, with Bubble Boy Rubio now saying that if you're even under investigation for domestic terrorism, just under investigation, you have your firearm rights stripped. Your firearms can be seized. You no longer have the right to own or possess firearms or ammunition for at least 10 years or longer if you're under investigation. Now, the thing is, a lot of people go, oh, well, if you're under investigation for domestic terrorism, you, you know, you're, you're a bad person. Well, I guess that means what we're saying 70 million people in the United States now are essentially domestic terrorists. That's what Homeland Security has now implied. That if you're a Trump supporter, if you question the narrative when it comes to the stolen election, if you question the absolute insane COVID lockdowns, you're a domestic terrorist. This is what they said now. You're a domestic terrorist. You need to be basically restrained. You need to be controlled because your ideology is so dangerous. You can't be let out in public. So they've implied repeatedly. Same thing with Brennan, former CIA director. He said, Dude, we got to treat these domestic terrorists like they're insurgents. Iraq and Afghanistan. Treat them the same way. Well, that's kind of weird, kind of ominous when then you start hearing Bubble Boy Rubio say, if you're under investigation as a domestic terrorist, you have no firearm rights. Your Second Amendment is eroded. It is gone. It does not exist. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the Second Amendment is very clear. Shall not be infringed it's very, very direct. the terminology and the verbiage they used in that was designed specifically to make sure nothing was infringed, but apparently that concept or er- just eludes bumble boy Rubio also to in other news. This is something I want to bring up again i haven 't talked about this topic in a while, and i 'm going to bring it up and it 's around the context of glyphosate. There have been now a number of lawsuits related to the illnesses of glyphosate exceeding forty two thousand lawsuits now which is absolutely staggering one of the biggest lawsuits saw a groundkeeper if you guys remember this awarded 289 million in damages of course it was reduced on an appeal and we've seen now hundreds of millions of dollars repeatedly awarded and so but all these suits are really just a fraction of what's coming as far as as more and more people now are finding out the chronic and mental illnesses that are basically brought on with glyphosate. Many of these are related to the effects on the gut microbe, and this is something that's so important. You guys have to understand. A study by an international team of scientists led by King's College London's Dr. Michael Antonio found that glyphosate exposure dramatically raises the levels of two types of acids in the gut. This type of modification in the gut flora has been linked to illnesses such as diabetes, autism, arthritis, heart disease, fatty liver disease, asthma, and metabolic syndrome. It also can play a role in neurological illnesses such as Parkinson's and multiple sclerosis. In addition, the gut microbe disruption can lead to mental health issues they're finding now. A team of Australian researchers found that the microbial imbalances could cause problems such as depression, dementia, and anxiety. It is any coincidence that these problems are being seen at an unprecedented level in the population as glyphosate use has soared. And this is the same time we're seeing now depression. We're seeing all these other issues now go through the roof. Now, I'm not saying that everything's related to glyphosate, but what I am saying is the amount of glyphosate that is being used over the last 20 to 30 years and the amount of glyphosate that is still continue to be used all across the country is at an unprecedented level. We also see now that Bill Gates is going in and he's been buying up huge swaths of farmland all across the country in order to basically control the food supply. Why is this? This is because Monsanto and other biotech industries are wanting to come in and completely and totally control the seed market once they reach a certain level of market control there be no ability to get much of organic seeds anymore we've talked about this in detail in the past when you start having basically cross-contamination across different fields and across different farms because remember If a GMO Monsanto corn seed, just say that, happens to catch wind and lands in a neighboring farm that basically is organic, they're not GMO, they're not Monsanto, they're completely independent, and it happens to land there, and it happens to start growing, and you have a researcher or you have an investigator from Monsanto find out that they have Monsanto corn growing in that one corner because of cross-contamination, they can come in and sue, sue. That organic farmer, because that is a patented seed that he did not have permission to grow. Think I'm wrong? Do your own research and look it up. This is rampant all across the country. This is why organic farming has become so difficult to access now. Not only is it unbelievably expensive, the barriers to entry are incredibly difficult and Remember, there's almost zero, zero subsidies for organic farms. All the money that floods into the market, all the grants, all the billions of dollars that's constantly pushed in the agricultural sector does not hardly ever go to the organic farms. It always goes to the Monsanto based farms. Remember, I had years ago, I had an email from a good customer and listener, and he said, it's almost impossible to make any type of significant money in farming now. And he said what's gone in is they go in now and they bundle everything. They bundle a tractor package with a seed package, with a fertilizer package, with an irrigation package. And it's all bundled up together. So you buy Monsanto seeds, you can get this whole really, really lucrative package that's cost-effective. You try to do your own farming, you're full retail and everything. At best, you're wholesale, and it still is expensive. And he said really what they're doing now is he said, unfortunately, in order to make money, they're having to go along with the Monsanto seed packages. And he said, they're basically growing plastic. That was his quote that he told me. And you look at the food now. You look at what they're growing. They You look at what people are putting in their body. And people go, I don't know why everybody's so sick right now. I don't know why so many people are going to the doctor. I don't know why so many people are coming down with cancer. Look at what you're ingesting, my friends. It is so crucial that you always try to do your best to support local farmers, local organic farmers, even if they're not necessarily local right in your backyard, maybe on a regional level. You have to support them and you have to continue to do the best you can to eat as clean as you can. Does that mean you can't ever go out and get a really good cheeseburger from a restaurant? No, I'm not saying that. You know, you, you live life. You gotta, you, you gotta enjoy the, the simple things sometimes. I'm not gonna lie, but going out and eating McDonald's? No, absolutely not. <clears throat> going out and basically eating Taco Bell? Absolutely not. You will never see me in that restaurant ever. You, I, I haven't gone in one of those restaurants in probably well over a decade. I will not put that filth in my body. You want to go get, you know, an organic Black Angus burger, the organic bun with some good cheese on it, dude. Go have one occasionally, but make sure you're using those foods as kind of like, hey, we're going out and doing this and not eating them all the time because I promise you, the level of contaminants and pesticides and herbicides that are so rampant in all of the food now are going to start having serious impacts all across the country. In fact, they already are. As you can see now, over 43,000 cases related to glyphosate lawsuits just alone by themselves. That shows you the magnitude of how toxic this compound is why you should do everything you can to keep it out of your body. What do you think, Dad?
1: You know, the whole thing with the weeds and the glyphosate, you know, farmers were able to go for decades and decades and decades and not have to use herbicides on weeds. I mean, for How about thousands of years? Let me read you a scripture verse on this. You guys always love it when I read scripture. This is the parable of the weeds, Matthew 13, 24 to 43. I'm not going to read all of it. I'll read part of it. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, who? The enemy came. The enemy came. Are you listening to me? The enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and then formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. Now, the enemy that I'm going to talk about right now is alt media that's lying, that's telling you all kinds of lies. That's the weed. Are you listening? So I'm going to use this as a metaphor, as an analogy here. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir... Didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then where'd all these weeds come from? Verse 28, an enemy did this. He replied, remember the Lord's prayer said, deliver me from the, deliver us from the evil one. The servants asked him, do you want us to go pull up the weeds? No, no, cause while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them, but both could let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time, I'll tell the harvesters first collect the weeds and then tie them into bundles to be burned, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. You know, this is exactly what is going on in alt-media. It really is. Then he goes on to explain the parable of the weeds. Then he left the crowd and he went into the house. His disciples came to him and he said, explain that's the parable of the weeds. He answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good Good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people, here we go, of the evil one. Did you hear me, friends? The weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. Oh, whoa. So that means the alt media that basically is sowing the weeds is being done by the evil one, people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is at the end of the age, and the harvesters are the angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out his kingdom. Everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into a blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the kingdom, and the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoa. So... I'm using this as a metaphor, and I believe it's pretty accurate, about the people in the alt-media who know the truth, better being Bible's words, not mine, used by the evil one to basically sow bad seed among the good soil of people trying to tell the truth. And they're not talking about Jesus. (laughs) They're not calling his name Jesus, guys. They're not calling him the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Good Shepherd, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Deliverer, the Messiah, the Way, Lord God Almighty, Lord of all, Resurrection and Life, King of Kings and Son of God. If they ever talk about Jesus, it ain't the Jesus that you and I know. It's some made-up Christ spirit that they're trying to push from a New Age standpoint to try to cause more confusion. There's so much confusion in all media right now, guys, because of this. It ain't about volcanoes. It ain't about aliens. They've been around for a long time. God keeps talking about it throughout the whole Bible. These are the fallen angels, the demons, whatever. It ain't about their return. It sure in the heck isn't about, you know, a tidal wave hitting the planet or a meteorite hitting the planet. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with the fact that we as Christians, here we go, listen, have to stand Our ground for the word of God. And we've got to do what God tells us to do. And we've got to proclaim from the housetops the glory of Jesus Christ. That's what we've got to do and who he is and have a personal relationship with him. It's so important that we understand this. And we have to understand there are weeds with the seeds. And that these individuals are sowing as many weeds, as much discontent as they possibly can to bring about their father's kingdom, to try to destroy the people in the United States who are true Christians, to take their hearts and their minds and their eyes off of Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. God, you got to keep your hearts and minds on Christ you got to pray every day. It's so important you do that. Now, there's one other article I want to cover here. Flu and pneumonia vaccination rates versus Alzheimer's. This is so important. Dr. Russell Blaylock, top, top, top neuroscientist, neurosurgeon, says that just two flu shots, three flu shots in a row, will increase the risks of senile dementia by up to 50%. Why are they doing this to the old people? Okay, here's why. I'm going to answer my own question. The old people were the children of the parents who fought in World War II. They were the ones who were taught nationalism. They were taught to stand and give the Pledge of Allegiance. I was taught that as a child. They were taught what John 3.16 says, and I got a Bible when I memorized John 3.16 at the school. They were taught that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they've got to get rid of them, and they've got to do it with senile dementia and Alzheimer's disease. That's why they push these flu shots on all of the old people so much. Remember, in 1989, we had approximately 67,000 people die from the flu. Okay, we had 100. We've had about 13,000 people die from Alzheimer's and senile dementia. As the flu shots increased, because the vaccine coverage was about in 1989 was about 33 percent. As the vaccine coverage for the old people went up to about 66%, we then had in 2000 58,000 people die from the flu and 49,000 die from Alzheimer's and related conditions. Then in 2010, we had 42,000 die from the flu and 83,000 die from Alzheimer's. Yeah. Now we have about 56,000 people a year dying from the flu. If they give us the real numbers, 52,000. And we have one hundred and twenty two thousand dying from Alzheimer's. Those are the real numbers, guys. This is what's happening in Alzheimer's from 1981 to 2015. We've had a five thousand three hundred fifty percent increase. Parkinson's, we've had a twelve hundred fifty percent increase. All of these things, massive increases because of vaccinations with children, massive increases, depending on if they're vaccinated or not, asthma, allergies. Breathing issues, sudden death, sudden death, behavioral issues, ADHD, respiratory infection, ear infections, ear pain, infections, eye disorders, all of this, eczema, dermatitis, all of it, anemia, directly linked to the increase in vaccinations. U.S. explosion of autism from 1 in 10,000 since 1970 to 1 in 36 children right now. Vaccine doses in 1962, you got polio, small box, and DPT. 2018, what do we get? We got influenza. We got all kinds of influenza shots to all of the children who basically have been told to do the vaccines. We got DPT, IPV, MMR, varicella, influenza, 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 HPV, influenza HPV, influenza, HPV, influenza, HPV, DT, and P, influenza, menogenes, influenza, 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 influenza. This is all through 18 years of age. Constant shots, constant shots, 72 total shots. And if you think there's no causation, then you got to be some crazy conspiracy theorist. If you don't think there is or there is, got to be thinking that, you know, you can't talk like this. So let's ask ourselves a few questions. So basically what you're telling me is that all of these people, People, these 1 in 36, 1 in 32 kids now, all these victims are lying and nobody has autism. They're all wrong. Right. Their parents are all wrong. Their caregivers are all wrong. The before and after videos are all lies and they're all wrong. The medical doctors, the scientists, and the researchers supporting vaccination harm, including the different injections we're getting now with COVID, they're all wrong the immunologists, the chemists, the toxicologists explaining the mechanism of the harm and how they're doing this to the kids and how they're dying from this and how this stuff works they're all wrong too okay the vaccine injury compensation program which has paid out billions and billions of dollars in compensations to fictitious victims they're not real either all of these hundreds of thousands and millions of children that have been affected they're not real they're just they're just fictitious they're giving out billions of dollars to people who don't exist that ain't that's what you got to believe right the explosion of chronic disease and disabilities and vaccinated is not happening. The tens of thousands of deaths after vaccination, they're not happening either. The sudden infant crib death, it's not happening. Most of the kids who die of sudden infant death crib, they die within 72 hours after the MMR shot. It's not thought I'd mention that. The vaccine industry and its paid lobbyists, they're all right. More vaccines, the better. The studies sponsored by the industry are right, right? They're all right. It's you know, is super safe. And again, why in the world should we we concern concerned because parents don't deserve healthy children. In short, the criminal banking cartels that control the vaccine industry, right, they're right, and the crime ain't happening. And the victims deserve to be thrashed and victimized again and, again and again and again and again and say, you're faking it. You don't really have autism. You don't have a learning disability. And if you do, it was genetic. Oh, and then I love the guys who do this. These are my favorite. If my child comes down with autism... These providentialism people. If my child comes down with autism after I inject him with 70 vaccines full of mercury and aluminum, it was God's will for my son and my daughter to have a disease. It was my God's will for them to have autism. Who in the world dropped you on your head? God is not a child abuser. All of this evil comes from the evil one. Why do you think the Lord's Prayer says, and deliver us from the evil one? <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. I just read you the parable of the tares and the, and, the, and, on, and the sower and the seed and all the things that talk about in the Bible as far as sowing of seed. We've got to understand that there aren't all good people in all media. The media, the mainstream media in the United States is completely and totally compromised, and it has been for many, many decades. And what these alt-media fakers, that's the best way to call them, do is they give you about 90% truth. Oh, yeah, they do tell you the truth. Look at the Q movement. Took our hearts and our minds off of Jesus and put them on Q and put them on Trump. That's what they did. That did. And the Q movement gave us about 90% truth. It did. Then it twisted it. It twisted it. It twisted it. And now they yanked it away from everybody. Oh, the Q's are fake. The Q's this and it, it. was fake. I've told you that from the very beginning. And now so many people have lost their faith because they put their eyes on Q. They put their eyes on Trump. No, no, no guys. It's all about Jesus. And it will always be all about Jesus on the Ted and Austin Brower Show. I promise you that. If it can't be all about Jesus, I will retire. I will be done with this. And I will continue to pray for you guys even if I retire. I prayed for you really, really good this morning. I know that's not really grammatically correct, but that's okay. I really <laughs> did. I did. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Awesome. Figure finish it up, buddy. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Absolutely.
1: And also going
0: back to the glyphosate. This is very interesting. We're seeing now in Mexico, which is pretty much the birthplace of corn. They have now gone in and signed a decree. That the, the president now, the president of Mexico has now said they're going to ban all genetically modified corn and glyphosate by January 31st, 2024. This is interesting. I mean, well, now we'll see if this can go through. Or we'll see if we don't invade Mexico in the next couple of years. Now, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, but in reality, you already know how that goes a lot of times. As soon as a country tries to do something that basically doesn't go along with the narrative, they, uh, something always happens. So I'm, I hope that doesn't happen, but they want to go in now and revoke and refrain all granting permits from GMO corn and also re- prevent any and all glyphosate being sprayed. So I've got to give the president of Mexico kudos this guy is at least awake somewhat about this. This is a very, very toxic compound, and I highly, highly encourage you do the best you can with your local areas to do what you can to stay away from this stuff. There's no doubt about it at all. Also, to other legislation, South Dakota now, this is interesting, that's been introduced in legislation into the South Dakota House of Representatives that seeks to give the state attorney general the authority to review executive orders from President Biden and potentially nullify any order deemed unconstitutional. This is huge, by the way. If they could actually get this through, this would be enormous. It's HB HB 1194 and described as an act to authorize and review certain executive orders issued by the President of the United States. This is well within the constitutional grounds of any state. If the federal government becomes lawless and tyrannical and oversteps their boundaries, it is at first the state's responsibility to step in and say, listen, we are not going to abide by these. The attorney general has ruled this unconstitutional. This is huge. You guys already have seen in Missouri now, they're trying to push basically legislation to prevent any and all gun laws or federal, excuse me, federal gun laws from being basically supported by any local, state, county, or city law enforcement, meaning if ATF wants to come in and start regulating different firearms by federal law in Missouri, Missouri law enforcement would not be able to basically help out any federal agents. In fact, they could actually go against federal agents. That would be interesting. Again, Missouri's working on that. But this one here in South Dakota is very big. And so what they would do is they would have a counsel to the attorney general and the governor that would go in and the attorney general may examine the order, the executive order, determine whether the state can seek an exemption or declare it unconstitutional. So really, really interesting stuff here. Definitely glad to see a lot of these states standing up because this is what we have to have. On a grassroots level, and I mean that sincerely, we have to start doing this the best we can. Because, I mean, look what we've done down here in Florida. We had an incredible governor. He said, no, no mask mandates, no more lockdowns. And the majority of the cities, counties all over the state have pretty much said, you know what, we're just not going to participate anymore. And, of course, the media has come down and tried to eviscerate us every way, shape, and form. But, listen, I'm telling you right now, I live down here. I know enormous amount of physicians and RNs all across the state of Florida, we're not having some massive die-off right now. We're not having bodies in the street with freezer trucks having to come through and say, bring yeah. out your dead every single day. It's not happening. The death rates have not changed almost at all from a yearly basis at all. 180 to 200,000 deaths per year in the state of Florida every single year. Just what it is. It's part of living in the state. Death rate didn't go up last year. It was still, I think, totals like 190, 192,000. Right in the middle average, just like it always is. Imagine that. The entire death rate didn't change all last year, but yet we allegedly have all these COVID cases and COVID deaths. Realize what they're doing and make sure you are getting the truth out there and stay away from the mainstream media television, man. I can't stress that anymore. It's full blown psychop on a regular basis. Also to another news, I've been getting a lot of emails with people that are trying to get their blood sugar under control, so I figured I would address this. One of the best, most effective things you can do is a cinnamon extract. We have that formula on our website. It also contains alpha lipoic acid. Alpha lipoic acid is crucial in helping out with blood sugar. It is an antioxidant that's good for digestion and energy creation. And what we've also found is that alpha lipoic acid helps out with inflammation, memory loss, and multiple other issues, and what they have found is to help people out with diabetes and blood sugar, ALA helps by improving their biological response to sugar and reducing insulin resistance. An imbalance between free radicals and antioxidants in the body can lead to oxidative stress, which can cause chronic inflammation, which can can promote type 2 diabetes, and also diabetic neuropathy. That's another thing that comes about with a lot of blood sugar issues. The bifetiamine and the ALA, the alpha-lipoic acid, along with the B- complex that is the three product trifecta i guess you could call it that helps out with diabetic neuropathy so if you're interested in that feel free to give us a call i just want to answer that on the show because i've got a lot of questions about that if you need anything be sure to check out the website healthmasters.com thank you so much again for supporting health masters thank you for supporting your local businesses your local communities and just continuing to keep America great. I really encourage everybody continue to get the truth out there. Stand your ground on your convictions. What's your what you stand for, what you believe. Never let those fall. Doesn't matter what people tell you, doesn't matter what they try to push you into, doesn't matter what they try to mandate, stand your ground and maintain your convictions because it is so crucial right now that we continue to maintain a constitutional republic. And I know it's difficult. I know there's a lot of flat going on right now with a lot of different topics. I get that. I deal with it every single day. So thank you again for the support. Thank you for being supporters of Health Masters. You have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay strong. Stay alert. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.